0: Well, it's lovely uh, to be preaching again. And if you have your Bibles, turn to John, our reading. John chapter 8 and the 12th verse. That you've probably guessed what my text is. John 8 verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Shall we just pray as we open the word? Lord, thank you for that light. We need you, oh, we need you. We need that light even to shine in our lives, even today, Lord, whether we're Christians or not. And may those who who still sit in darkness see that great light this morning. Speak, Lord, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder, do you have a good memory? That's a question for you, isn't it? Do you have a good memory? We've been remembering recently, haven't we? The 5th of November. Do you remember the little rhyme, remember? Remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plots. But then we don't remember the rest, do we? <laughs> and we've remembered, Remembrance Sunday, haven't we? Flanders fields where the poppies grow row on row those lives that fell for us but Christmas is a remembrance time too isn't it what are we remembering at Christmas time what are we remembering in Charles Dickens's novella uh Christmas Carol I'm sure many of you have watched one of the versions already I'm not going to judge this time I got in trouble last time for saying I didn't like the Pitts. I do like the Pitts. <laughs> Scrooge is visited, isn't he, by four spirits. And I find the first spirit in the dark, it's quite a moving one, isn't it? Do you remember his name? Jacob Marley, that colleague who regretted so much, who'd lived a life of money-loving who hadn't looked after the poor, who had wasted his life, but more than that, he had never lifted his head to worship the king. You might say, I don't remember hearing that in Scrooge. Well, listen to his words. At this time of the rolling year, I suffer most. Why did I walk through crowds of fellow beings with my eyes turned down and never raised them? to the Blessed Star, capital S, which led the wise men to a poor abode. We think of Jesus Christ this morning. We're remembering him as the light, okay? He is a star, isn't he? I'm not making that up. Malachi calls him the son of righteousness. I'm not very good at science, but I know a sun is a star. The light of the world. The child in the manger. At Christmas, we remember that light. That light. And we're going to do that this morning and this evening together. So look at the reading we had together. John 7 and 8. Come with me in your minds to Jerusalem. It's a dark time in Jerusalem, but it's another remembrance day. In fact, it's another remembrance week if you look at your bibles turn to the beginning of chapter 7 there look what it says in verse 2 now the jews feast of tabernacles was at hand so this is not the christmas story now but this is jesus later on during this very special feast day a remembrance week tabernacles or tents or booths are erected to remember a time of movement when the children of Israel had to go away from the darkness of Egypt and they were moving through the desert, do you remember? To the promised land. That old desert story which was so instrumental in their history. And John has been weaving uh, the old wilderness theme already in his gospel. Did you notice... Those of you who are familiar with John, in John chapter 6, what does it talk about? The 5,000 have been fed, haven't they? Bread is provided, just like the bread, the manna, was provided in the wilderness. Then Jesus declares, I am the bread of life. Chapter 7, the verses I read the feast of tabernacles is underway and they're reminded how God provided water for them did you notice there at the beginning of my reading verses 37 and 38 so they perform a ceremonial water drawing during this festival and then Jesus proclaims I am the one who gives you the life-giving water the Holy Spirit and now in chapter 8 the real climax isn't it they're in the dark the last day of the festival in the temple Jerusalem doesn't have street lighting it doesn't have flashing neon lights no come with me now let's walk into the temple and there were sections to the temple weren't there and we're going into the court of the women and in that area there were coins stored in these chests they would have been shining in the dark because they were lighting four big what do you want to call them chandeliers candelabras lots of people are gathering a little bit like us here this morning light has been shining now from the temple out into the darkness of Jerusalem and this is a time for the Jews when they would remember light remember light people had been dancing through the night reenacting our old story of going through the desert in the dark being led by that fiery pillar but the festival is coming to an end by chapter 8 The lights are either extinguished or are being put out. Darkness is ensuing again. And in their minds, Messiah, the light of the world has still not come. They're another year in the dark. Another Boxing Day blues, as it were. Like when you put the tree back in the attic, the lights are put away. And it's into that darkness... Into that darkness, Jesus speaks the words in verse 12. I am the light of the world. Remember this verse, brothers and sisters in the dark world. Remember this verse in the day too when the sun is shining. Most of all, remember this verse when you come to that red sea of death that only he can lead you through safely. So John is shining a spotlight on verse 12. We're going to remember first who the light is. Remember who the light is this morning. We'll then think a little bit about why that light came. And finally, I want to remember what you, what you and I are meant to do with this light, okay? So remember who I am. That is our first point this morning Look at our text, verse 12. I am, I am. His words are remarkable, aren't they? Charged. When we read those words, or when the Jews heard those words, I wonder whether they go to that old mountainside in the wilderness. Do you remember that shepherd, prophet, that post prince of Egypt scrambling up the peak, And he encounters light, doesn't he? Do you remember? Light and life. And it was facing that burning bush that God revealed his name back to Moses back in Exodus 3. Do you remember? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. There is no other God this morning. We're going to start there. He simply is and will be. Jesus says the same thing here hundreds of years later. You don't need a degree in English to see I am, I am, I am being repeated. This was the same God who led them through the dark. Do you remember the fiery pillar? This was the God who led them personally to a better land, a better country, a promised land. And they would sing, the Jews, this was part of their Spotify playlist, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Psalm 27 verse verse 1. This is a God who interrupted their darkness, their personal darkness, but their national darkness. This is a god who saves people from oppression. The darkness of Egypt's regime, its baby-killing regime, because that's what it was, wasn't it? Idol-worshipping regime. God interrupts that. But John goes further back than Israel's story, doesn't he? John is evidently excited at this point of remembering see the wilderness stories right through the gospel of john back in the well at the end in chapter 20 verse 31 you remember he tells them his raison d'etre his reason for writing do you remember these words are written that you not just the israelites but you 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 May believe that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one, the chosen one, the Son of God, and that believing you, you, you may have life in his name. John wants us to see that the God of Exodus, the God of Israel, can also be your God. Isn't that great? How does he do this? Right at the back, beginning of the gospel, John 1, in the beginning was the Word. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made. This is the same man. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness. This is what our God does, doesn't he? You Christians, he he shone in your darkness, didn't he? Oh, didn't he? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it, did not comprehend it. He mirrors the creation in his writing in John 1. Before Israel existed, this light interrupted darkness. This light shone in the gloom. This light is God, brothers and sisters, this morning. Not just a mere man. This light is our God. In him and through him, there is light. I am the light of the world. The world there, the Greek there is cosmos, isn't it? He is the true light of the cosmos. There was something awfully depressing in John 7 and 8 about extinguishing the candlelight, wasn't there? The lights would go out... Everything would go back to the dark and what Jesus is saying. Can you imagine their faces stepping into that scene? I'm the true light. I'm the true light. I am the true light that doesn't let you down. I'm the true light that can never be fully extinguished because I'm God. I'm better than your little lamps. I'm better than your uh, fairy lights or your chandeliers. I'm better than your little ceremony. There was a king in France. Have you heard of the sun king, Louis XIV? He really thought he was the centre of the universe, didn't he? he? was So much so that he built Versailles. I don't know how many of you have been to Versailles, outside Paris. He's got the sun and the gate, and you walk in, and then there's... Portraits of him depicted like Apollo, the sun god of the ancient Greeks. Louis hired artists to to make him look forever young. Louis hired men to put new flowers in the flower beds every morning so that he wouldn't be reminded of death because he was the sun king. And yet diabetes came along. I'm not judging that, but I'm just showing he wasn't a god, you know. And then the boils came along, and then the gout, not not good. Eventually, the gangrene got him, the sun king. And you know, he saw his own children die. His grandson eventually became king. Louis died on the 1st of September, 1715, on his 77th birthday enduring much pain in his final days he finally yielded up his ghost and one of the writers said it was like a candle going out you're not the center of the universe this morning friends our life is like a flower that withers a candle that is snuffed out remember who you are this morning Remember who he is. He's the light that never fades. He's the light of the world. But secondly, remember who that light is. But secondly, remember why that light came. Yeah. Let's build on that previous point. What is the purpose of light, brothers and sisters? Well, it's to shine in the dark, isn't it? To shine in the dark. It brings life where there is death you may say to me oh you're morbid am i i was preparing this uh, sermon and i i looked at the bbc news headlines for the day to cheer me up i thought this will get me in the christmas spirit so i looked at bbc news 24 and um the first things i saw were dozens wounded in russian missile strikes in kiev apparently we're evolving you know dark nothing new under the sun rising baby milk prices devastating family budgets dark heavy rain adds to the misery of gaza dark it's dark out there isn't it it really is the bible tells me that by nature i am dark too In my heart, I'm dark. By my very nature, you say that's unfair. I've done a lot of good things. But have you, what have you done this week? What have you said this week? You know in yourselves that, yes, our parents fell in that garden in antiquity. But how many times have you fallen? We need light. The world needs light. Habakkuk 3 Verses 3 to 4 talks about God's splendor like a sun, doesn't it? Now, the sun in the Old Testament has dual effect, doesn't it? Those of you who are familiar, the sun can destroy, can't it? But it can also bring life. Do you remember Malachi's words? Surely the day is coming, it will burn like a furnace all the arrogance and every evildoer will be stubble and the day that is coming will set them on fire says the lord god almighty not a root or a branch will be left of them but for you who revere my name the son of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays and i love this and you will go out what will you be like and frolic, like well-fed calves. (laughs) Never thought of myself as a cow. But (laughs) isn't that a lovely image? You see, in theology, we're always thinking about the now and the not yet. Malachi is talking about the end of times here, isn't he? But in many ways, he's also talking about now, about now. You see, when we believe in Jesus Christ as the light of the world, we are taken from one place to another place. That is why Paul can say to the Ephesian church that they are already seated in the heavens. Or when he talks to the Philippians, he describes Christians like stars in the dark sky. But the opposite is also true. If you reject Jesus today, your doom is already written. If I didn't say this today, I'd be unfaithful. I don't like horror films, okay? (laughs) But I know what a vampire is from mythology and books. I used to teach Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, to first years in Cardiff. It is an interesting subject. Bear with me. I'm not preaching about vampires. Do you remember from those old myths and folk tales? A vampire can't bear the sun, can it? Do you remember that? If you're alive and healthy, the sun is refreshing, isn't it? We enjoy the sun. I miss the sun. (laughs) But for a vampire... The very slight touch of sunlight will cause great heat and burning. Why is that? Well, it's because in these books and these stories, a vampire is a creature of the night. By nature, it cannot be in the presence of what is good and life-giving and healthy. And that's the same for you spiritually this morning. You're either in the dark... A creature of the night, or you're either a creature of the day, you better be on the right side when the sun comes up. But God loved the world. This is the Christmas message, isn't it? That He interrupted our darkness, the fact that we were walking in darkness. Like the Israelites of old, we were stuck in Egypt spiritually, weren't we? We can't get out of our sin. We're stuck then even further when we come to the Red Sea. That impossible situation, wasn't it? Can you imagine being on that beach that day? The sea in front of you. Impossible. Impossible. We need someone from without us to sort it out. And isn't the Red Sea like death? Impossible. How are we going to get to the other side? And God opens the waves, doesn't he? Jesus of Nazareth interrupts in John chapter 8. He walks into Jerusalem. He interrupted back in that manger in Bethlehem. Born of a virgin. A natural, but wonderful, supernatural. It was a natural birth, of course. But the way that it came about was of God's. He walks into the darkness of the Jerusalem temple saying, I am the one that's going to get you to the other side. I am the light guiding you through the wilderness. Remember why that person came this morning. Not only an example, not only a good man. For you shall call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people. From themselves, from their sin. He wasn't just an example. He came on a rescue mission, which we'll learn more about tonight. He came to save. He came to lead you out of your mess. Hallelujah, isn't it great? You see, remember who that light is this morning, friends. Remember, I am the light of the world, fully God, fully man. Remember why that light came but then remember, what are we to do with light? What are we to do with it? Can you imagine the Israelites in the land of Egypt? They've got out. <sighs> Great. Brilliant. They crossed the Red Sea. The chariots are gone. Brilliant. Brilliant. But then they want to go back they want to go back and yet that's what many of them did whilst they were following the light, they craved the cucumbers and melons in the darkness of Egypt oh, Stupid, stupid eh? folly but similarly hundreds of people out there and maybe you here this morning even though you're surrounded by these false lights even though you're hearing about the lights You choose darkness over light in your heart. Look at our text again. I am the light of the world. He who follows me, he or she, of course, he or she who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The first statement is stunning, isn't it? I am the light of the world. In the context of the place, it's a declaration, isn't it? A declaration that has never been bettered. Never been bettered. Sure, there have been plenty of Jesus wannabes. The sun king, the gurus. You think of the the man who helped the Beatles. You think of all those false messiahs. But the proof is in the pudding, isn't it? I thought I'd put a bit of Christmas uh, in there. Remember the whole story. Don't stay in the manger. There is an immediate consequence to Jesus' words. Please open your Bibles. Follow me now. Whoever follows me, Jesus said, will not walk in darkness. What's he in there? Well, look, he's going to prove that in chapter 9. Just flick the page he will give sight to the blind won't he the proof is in the pudding the miracle is an outworking of jesus's claim only god can do that you know give sight to the blind then flick another page or two john 11 he will actually raise lazarus from the dark from the dead only god can do that you know And flick another page, John chapter 13. Can you keep up? I'm sorry I'm going fast, but um, they're familiar chapters, aren't they? John chapter 13. He will wash the disciples' feet. Only God can do that, you know. The narrative slows down, doesn't it? As we near the darkest point of all. Chapter 19. The very embodiment of light and life is arrested. Not more than that, the very light of creation is mocked and beaten. He's paraded and he's taken to that darkest of dark, to Golgotha, the place of the skull, where Samaritan auxiliary troops are going to do something to him in the dark. Jesus of Nazareth is stripped. He's nailed. Lifted up on the Roman cross. For you, sudden darkness. The sun disappears for three hours. You see, John's just, this isn't just a literary technique of playing with light and dark imagery through the book. This is literal too, you know. The sun actually goes dark The day of judgment itself is as if it's there. It is there in many ways, isn't it? Because that man, the very light of the world, is being lifted up in my place. The light goes through our darkness. The light takes our sin and our sorrow. He makes it his very own. He bore our burden to Calvary and he uttered those words so that we would never have to utter them. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We know why. It's because of my darkness. Nathan Monday's darkness. Has that ever hit home to you? Nature responds. As the Redeemer expires. Listen to Krumacher here, a, a German writer. The Lord withdrew himself from the eyes of men behind the black of curtain of appalling night. And behind the thick veil of the temple, he hung there full three hours on the cross, his thorn-crowned head drooping on his breast involved in that darkness he is in the most holy place now he stands at the altar of the lord he performs his sacrificial functions he is the true aaron and at the same time the true lamb that might be all gobbledygook to you this morning if you're new but let me make it simpler for you okay there was a man called john the baptist And when Jesus of Christ was walking along the river, he shouts, behold, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the darkness of the world, the sins of the world. Or even simpler, if those ideas of lambs are new to you, let me say it simply. What is John saying? Look at that light. Look at that light as he takes my darkness away on the cross remember the one who was born in the dark world oh yeah do remember him this morning remember the one who not only stayed in a manger who bore your darkness the one who experienced the hell I deserve you see darkness couldn't hold him could it oh brilliant isn't it he defeated death you see That's why the Red Sea was a wonderful picture. It was opened and following the light they walked through, didn't they? Is that you this morning? What side of the seaside are you on? Are you still on the beach? Or are you marching through the waters to the promised land? You see, he defeated death he was raised from the dark, wasn't he? Do you remember how the writers describe it? There was a glory that outshone the sun. It's light again, better than the sun. This is good news this morning, brothers and sisters. I don't know what you're afraid of this morning. I don't know why you've waited so long in the dark. If you the best present at all for your Christian friends and family he says you're born again this Christmas. That you don't just sit in the dark, but you follow him. Look at our text. John 8, verse 12. He who follows me. There's an active sense here, isn't there? Yes, we believed when I was first saw the sight and the burden of my sin rolled away. We don't stay there, do we? <laughs> we keep going. Our eyes fixed on the lights. He who follows me shall no longer walk in darkness. That's an encouragement for you, Christian. You say, oh, I can't help sinning. I'm, I'm human anyway. How dare you? How dare you? How dare I? It's very clear, isn't it? If you follow me, you shall not walk in darkness. But have the lights of life. This is the promise to finish this morning, brothers and sisters. A follower of Jesus Christ lives. Pretty simple, really, isn't it? In the Narnia stories... I had to bring in Narnia. (laughs) One of my heroes is Puddle the Marsh Wiggle from Silver Chair. He's a grumpy fellow, not much to look at. He smells a bit, he's a dweller of the marsh places... He's not the literary classic hero that you'd expect with flowing locks he looks pretty pathetic actually and yet he we're told in the books that he takes the children they're on a quest and they find themselves underground in a land of darkness where an evil witch holds sway and she enchants the people in their darkness the horrible thing is is that when Puddleglum and the two children enter that land and encounter this evil woman, that she enchants them with this evil fire into thinking that there's no such thing as the sun. There's no such thing as the land up above. There's no such thing as Aslan who represents Jesus. Do you know what Pedalglum says? He would rather spend his life looking for the sun that sits in her darkness. He stamps on her enchanting fire. I I think he does. He either puts his hand in or he stamps. And he says, I remember. I remember the light. I remember the feel of the sun on my skin. I remember the warmth. I remember the ruler of that land, Aslan, the righteous one, the good one. Don't let evil fool you this morning, friends. Don't let evil tell you that this is the only land there is. Don't let Satan tell you that Christians are glum and gloomy and in the dark, where children of the lights look like it. We are redeemed. We should be dancing. Oh, my friends, remember the light this morning, that God came into the darkness as light and life. Puddledrum says at the end to the witch, he says, I would rather believe in that story because it's a better story than your story. Can you say amen to that this morning? This is true. It is a faithful and... I can't remember the words... Worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ, this is a faithful saying, is the light of the world, you know. He came into the darkness. He sent in Son, the God the Father sent His Son into the dark so that He could, we could be sons of light again. That we could look at Him face to face. Remember who Jesus is this morning at this Christmas time, remember why he came. He'd die on the cross to live the life I could never live, a, light, a life of light. And remember to follow him, Christian, all the way, all the way, across the Red Sea of Death, into the promised land, where the glory of God gives the light, doesn't it? And the Lamb himself is the light. For his name's sake. Amen. We'll return to the sunshine uh, this evening as we look at the light of the world from a little different angle. But now we'll conclude um, our service this morning. It's good to be here, isn't it? In the House of Light. Uh, Or little town of Bethlehem. And do you remember those, that lovely, in that dark street shineth the everlasting light, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Let's sing together with joy, okay? Thank you lord for coming thank you for remembering the dust of the earth thank you jesus for saving our souls thank you jesus for shining in our darkness thank you for emmanuel god with us be with us now lord as we commune holy spirit descend we pray that we might see that light aright and walk in it for the rest of our days we ask it in jesus name amen